I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, we are back from our mid-season break. So glad that you could join us. This is episode seven of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Remember, log on to www.kungfumovieguide.com to read the latest martial arts movie reviews and interviews and also to get access to this podcast. We're on Facebook too. Feel free to drop us a line and send me an email. The email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. We're on Twitter too. The Twitter name is at kfmovieguides. If you like this podcast, then why not subscribe to it via our iTunes channel? That way you'll never miss an episode. And if you know someone who will enjoy this podcast too, why not suggest it and recommend it to them as well and help to spread the word. Okay, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. This is episode seven of the podcast. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. <laughs> hello, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world, foo followers everywhere. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this. This is episode seven of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. We went on a little bit of a mid-season break. Um, I went away on my holidays, went to Australia, saw a few friends over in Australia and travelled around there quite a bit. And I also went to Hong Kong, spent a bit of, bit of time over in Hong Kong, which was lovely. More on that in a minute. Uh, first of all, Don Nime. Don Nime is on the show today. That's very exciting. Uh, I had a nice long conversation with Don over Google Hangouts. Um Don is probably best known for playing the role of Stingray in the 1994 uh, cult hit Undefeatable. Uh, If you haven't uh, seen the film Undefeatable, it's one of these sort of good-bad movies, and it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, Directed by Godfrey Ho, the king of sort of Hong Kong exploitation films. Uh, The film also features John Miller and Cynthia Rothrock. Don became a bit of a viral YouTube sensation when uh, the final fight scene from Undefeatable was posted up on YouTube. It went viral, and I I had a look uh, earlier. It's uh, just over 11 million views at the moment, so um, if you haven't, uh, go on and check that out. It's rather good. Uh, Don lives in Las Vegas, and he uh, he's very uh, honest about um, you know his uh, time over in Hollywood, and we talk a little bit about you know the making of that movie and how he feels about you know being a, a YouTube star. So we've got that great chat coming up in a bit. Before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit more about my time in Hong Kong. Uh, which is a wonderful place, and I have been through Hong Kong before, but I never s- managed to stop and actually have a proper investigation and uh, and be a bit of a tourist for a bit, so I had a really lovely time. Did all of the touristy things that you do. Used the tram to go up to Victoria Peak, 
uh, and looked out over the city. It was a beautiful, hot, clear day in Hong Kong. You can see it for all its glory uh, there from Victoria Peak. Quite astounding. Went on a night cruise around the harbour, which was great. Saw the symphony of lights where all the buildings light up. Met a friend in Mong Kok. We had a few uh, locally brewed real ales. Had a lovely night out there. That was great. Took a glass-bottomed cable car over to Lantau Island. Uh, You can spend a bit of time with a giant bronze Buddha there. Uh, And also a bit of time around the monastery on Lantau Island. That's really great. And also on Lantau Island, you can take in a a live show. It's a sort of tribute to Hong Kong action movies. There's a Bruce Lee impersonator there as part of the show. And then they do a bit of a wuxia tribute. You have someone doing the uh, Bridget Lin routine from uh, Bride with White Hair. That was quite nice. It was a little bit naff, a bit silly, but there you go. That was good fun. Also went over to the Avenue of Stars, the newly refurbished Avenue of Stars, which is modelled on the... Hollywood Walk of Fame. This is where you get uh, a lot of Hong Kong celebrities have put their handprints in cement uh, and you can walk along the park there. There's quite a few famous names there. Samo's in there. Lung Yan's in there. Uh, T-Long, David Chang, a lot of old Shaw Brothers people are in there. Uh, also, the Avenue of Stars is where you'll find the Anita Moy uh, statue and the tributes and also Bruce Lee statue is there there's a lot of bruce lee statues around the bruce lee museum of course is in hong kong but i uh, ran out of time there didn't actually manage to make it up to uh, check out the bruce lee museum so that's something on my list definitely for next time and also maybe getting some podcasts done over in hong kong there's a lot of people that i've uh, been speaking to who work over there that are that are based over there that i'd really love to have a chat with and uh, get them on the podcast so hopefully down the line that might be something that's um that I can work out, but it was a really great trip. Couldn't recommend it enough. Loved Hong Kong. Uh, Also, there's nothing like a long-haul flight to catch up on some movies, Uh, and there was uh, quite a few films there on on the long journey over to Australia, one of which was the new Sammo Hung film, The Bodyguard. Um, This was a great new Sammo Hung movie. Andy Lau is in there too, Uh, and it very much shows Sammo playing a role suitable to his age. And he's just wonderful in this film. Samo is very good at doing a, 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 a serious, understated performance, and that's certainly what he gives in this uh, movie. I was very much impressed by by that. That's called The Bodyguard. Uh, and I do recommend that one. Be sure to log on to the website, kungfumovieguide.com. I'll put the review up there shortly. Also, there's been quite a few uh, film announcements since uh, I've been away on my holidays. Uh, quite a few exciting film releases to look out for, uh, which I just wanted to quickly run through. Donnie Yen continues to be the busiest person working today. Uh, the amount of films he's got in the pipeline is quite scary. Uh, but uh, we've got Rogue One, obviously, that's coming out at Christmas time, which looks fantastic. That's the Star Wars spin off movie, which Donnie Yen obviously features in. Uh, he's just completed a film with Vin Diesel, another Triple X movie that's also got Tony Jar in it, so that's going to be quite exciting. But also, he has announced uh, It Man 4, which uh, sees Donnie reunite with. Um, 
Wilson Yip, who's worked on the Ip Man trilogy so far. So that's a new Ip Man movie that's in the pipeline. And also, he is working with Andy Lau, and I'm sure you've seen this photo going around the internet already. Uh, he's making a crime movie called Chasing the Dragon. Uh, he will be playing real-life Hong Kong gangster Limpy Ho. Uh, this is a film that's going to be set in the 1970s, and I'm sure you've seen the photo already where he's wearing uh, quite an extraordinary 70s uh, suit. Uh, it's a non-action role for Donnie, this one, so it's a serious uh, crime thriller. So we look forward to seeing that and obviously all the other projects that Donnie Yen has been working on. Uh, he does remain uh, as one of the busiest kung fu actors around at the moment, so uh, we're very much excited by uh, uh, the projects that he's working on. Also, speaking of Tony Jaa, he's announced that he's going to be working with the Raid star Eco Yue. Uh, on a new film called Makeshift Squad. So this looks really exciting. It's been billed as something of a Asian Expendables. Uh, obviously, Tony Jaa's in there. Uh, Iko Yue's in there. But Tiger Chen is, is uh, in the cast as well. Tiger Chen, of course, worked uh, with Keanu Reeves in the Matrix films. But uh, I guess his most notable role is uh, Man of Tai Chi. That was directed by Keanu Reeves. Um, and then recently, Scott Adkins has mentioned on Twitter that he'd quite like to take a role in this film as well. So um, as as I'm speaking to you now, that hasn't actually been confirmed. It's just something that uh, Scott has been uh, tweeting about. But my God, could you imagine? That would be quite, uh, quite a cast list. So we'll watch this space about that one. That film's called Makeshift Squad. Also, the Birth of the Dragon trailer came out. So, uh, God, it really has. A lot of stuff's been kicking off. So, the Birth of the Dragon uh, is the Bruce Lee biopic. This is uh, charting the 1964 encounter between Bruce Lee and the uh, ex-Shaolin Chinese Kung Fu master Wong Jackman. Uh, this was a real-life encounter, and it's seen as a bit of a turning point in uh, Bruce Lee's approach to the martial arts. Uh, he was uh, a strict Wing Chun teacher, uh, in the early 60s and then following this uh, real-life encounter with Wong Jack Man. Apparently this was the turning point where he developed his own system and uh, Jeet Kune Do was born as a result. Uh, this is a film that seems to be charting that, uh, the lead-up to that fight and it has been directed by George Nolfi, who is... Uh, written the Bourne Ultimatum and he's worked on one of the Ocean's Eleven films as well. So it's got pretty good pedigree. It got premiered recently at the Toronto Film Festival and there are reviews of the film out there at the moment so you can go online and check that out. There's no UK or American release date as yet um, but I'm sure as soon as that's announced I'll be uh, letting you all know when that film comes out. The trailer sort of gives the whole film away, but you can log on to YouTube and check that out. Birth of the Dragon, uh, a Bruce Lee biopic. There you go. The last sort of decent one we had of uh, of those was probably Dragon, the Bruce Lee story way back in 1993. So we very much look forward to this film. And also, I just wanted to say thank you to William Ballack, uh, William, I apologise if I haven't pronounced your surname right there, but he's messaged me on the Facebook page uh, to alert me of the very first London East Asian Film Festival. Uh, that will take place between the 20th and the 30th of October. Uh, the full lineup is online now. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on there. Be sure to log on to www.leaff.org.uk for the full programme and also 
that's where you can order your tickets for the very first London East Asian Film Festival. Um, there's not a lot of kung fu on there, but there does seem to be some pretty decent uh, retrospectives of directors and filmmakers from Korea and China and Japan, and uh, it, it just looks like a, a really great uh, event and film festival to get behind. So that's the London East Asian Film Festival. Be sure to go online and check that out. So that brings me back to Don Nime. I had a nice long chat with Don. This had, this conversation actually went on for about two and a half hours, so I've uh, I've whittled it down to I think we've got a slim forty five minutes for you. Uh, but we did jump around from from subject to subject, and uh, you know Don had a lot of stuff that uh, he wanted to talk about and get off his chest, and that's great. And we really get into it. He does talk quite openly about his time in Hollywood. He moved over there in his mid thirties, which I guess is sort of relatively late, but he gave it a, a good stab. And he details the the highs and lows of of that experience here on this podcast the film he's most notable for is obviously undefeatable and his role is uh, as uh, the serial killer uh, stingray so we do focus quite a bit on on that role on this podcast he also talks a lot about working with cynthia rothrock and godfrey ho and also robin shu uh, Robin obviously worked a lot with Godfrey Ho in the early 90s and was part of his Hong Kong stunt team. So uh, Don actually lived with Robin Shu for a few months while he was making uh, Undefeatable. So there's some nice stories there of, uh, about the two of them living together. Uh, and also subsequently, now that he's um, moved to Las Vegas and uh, become a personal trainer, he's also looking to teach again, teach uh, Kung Fu. He's just turned 62 years old. And he is also uh, looking to uh, get back into film work, which is which is really reassuring to see. And hopefully we might see Don on our screens again. That would be fantastic. Listen, this is quite a frank discussion. There's uh, a bit of bad language on here, so I don't know if you're bothered by that, then uh, you have been warned. You can find out more about Don by visiting his website. That's donnime.com. And you can follow him on Twitter, and his Twitter handle is at undefeatabledon. Thank you very much for downloading this edition of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Remember, you can get in touch with me all the usual ways, Facebook and Twitter and over email. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with Stingray himself, the undefeatable Don Nime. at exactly i'm in london i'm based in london and you're in vegas yeah i'm in las vegas i'm from uh akron ohio yeah yeah uh, um what's vegas like this morning then don it's a nice day oh it's it's uh beautiful here right now yeah <laughs> are vegas you has... so whereabouts are you sort of living in in vegas are you near sort of the thick of it you out where, whereabouts are you i'm in uh an area called uh summerlin yeah. And it's the thing about Vegas is it's actually very easy to get around here. Yeah. And I'm probably 13 minutes from the strip. Sure. Okay. But, but I never go there. Uh, right. Um, it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, you, you don't have a lot to do there. You either, everything's super expensive. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to go nightclubbing, it's it's a fortune. Sure. And uh, well, that's what all the casino, Brits do. That's what all the Brits do, Don. <laughs> they save up money and then they spend about three grand and go out to Vegas and um, have a bit of a lost weekend. 
<laughs> Let's backtrack a little bit there, Don. So the fascination with martial arts, well, and Kung Fu in general, did this come through from your parents or was this very much a, a solo interest, just something that you really got into as you, when you were growing up in Ohio? Yes. Um, you know, I always liked martial arts, what I saw basically on TV and that. Yeah. But I didn't start into it till I was old enough to actually go out and do it myself. You sure. know, my parents, I mean, they were just very hardworking people. They had a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, if I had played football or something like that, it would have been okay. But to go outside of that, you know, what went on in school back then, you know, it was different. Kids now, they have tons of activities and the yeah. parents drive them everywhere. Uh, you either played outside or you played a sport. And uh, I had seen a Taekwondo demonstration at my high school, but I wasn't really fond of it. And I'll tell you what actually kind of sparked it was the Kung Fu series. Yeah. Because I didn't know Kung Fu existed. And you you got to remember, I, this is uh, many years ago. I'm, I'll be 62 this uh, August. Sure. So... It was kind of unheard of prior to that TV yeah, show. Yeah, that was the first time that anyone had even really heard the phrase before, really, wasn't it, Don? Like, that TV show was uh, was huge when that when that kicked off. Yes. Um, and I, I would say, yes, it was so long ago. But when you live in a, a small town like I did, yeah, uh, you didn't have a lot of diversity. Yeah. So I couldn't say in New York or you know, areas of California and San Francisco, if Kung Fu didn't exist yeah. prior to that. And, and it had to, because according to the Bruce Lee story, he was supposed to be the lead for that. The whole thing was pretty much his idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, you know, there's a lot of movie Kung Fu in that series, yeah. especially after you train, you know, you can't move slow and you just, just wave your hand and walk through walls. Yeah. But there was a, uh, there was a mystique about it. And I always liked different things. You know, I was never one to go with the norm. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up, there was a local Kung Fu school and I ended up going into that. And uh, not too long after I started training, I was teaching there. I just picked it up really fast mm. and I was not like a basketball player or like, like I couldn't handle a ball well <laughs> and I didn't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. It just, this stuff really, I felt very, very comfortable with and like anything, when you're anxious to learn, you learn fast. Yeah. Yeah. Can you pinpoint and, it though? Were you going there for the self-defense? Were you going there for the fitness or was it just the all round sort of thing of learning something that's slightly culturally different and, and I guess it's yes. a window into another culture? I can sum that, that all up for you. Yeah. Uh, and, and once again, I'll, I'll say that that television series was the only experience I had outside of seeing some karate stuff with, a different type of martial art. Yeah. So yeah, I like the philosophies they gave and you know, the, they, they showed power without really using power in, in that uh, TV series. They, you know, they did a really good job and they had, it was so long ago, but I, I kind of think they had good shows back then yeah. and uh, couldn't wait to watch it. 
Yeah. So it was, I had worked out. I had started working out in the gym, the YMCA, probably when I was 13, lifting weights. When I started in the uh, Kung Fu, was I was around 19. I had started in college at the University of Akron. What side of Kung Fu are we talking then, Don? What, what, what were the sort of systems okay. that you were learning? When I started... It was really, I came to learn later, a mix-mosh of different kung fu styles. Yeah. Like there was some northern long fist, yeah. and then there was some southern choi le foot, yeah. but nobody knew yeah. because that <laughs> was Because this it. was the 70s, you know, was, right? Is this the I, 70s we're talking? This is early, early days in all of this, isn't it? Yes, I was around uh, 19 because I remember watching a Bruce Lee movie at a drive-in. Yeah. First time I saw him, and I was in Kung Fu then. And then, you know, back then, we used to go to Cleveland, which was like 40 minutes away, to drive to go watch those old Kung Fu movies. Yeah. And the regular theaters in Akron, it was such a small town, they never had them. Sure. You know, a lot of that stuff just was not common. And and that's how I'm going to get into this later, to how I kind of started springing back up with this movie as far as responses that have been coming out very recently. And and maybe you could shed some light where you're at because it seems like the last three months, and I don't want to get off totally track because I want to kind of lay this whole thing out for you. Um, People all of a sudden, like the last three or four months, I've been getting more inquiries on Facebook and people telling me, and one of the guys, I, I can't remember who he was, but his background on his Facebook page was a filmmaker. Yeah. And he said uh, in a message, I had like six filtered messages, probably because they came from a, out of the country IP, and I had never seen them. Yeah. I just happened to be on my phone, and, and they came up, and I go, what are these? A woman in Russia, Romania. She says, you're, you're so popular here. He goes, I bought uh, your movie for my son. He just loves it. Why don't you do other movies? And I've always heard that for years. I go, well, it's not the kind of job you just go out <laughs> and apply for. Yeah. It's really not yeah, that I'll just easy. make some more movies. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this this other guy from England, he, he said, man, I just watched your film. You're an instant hit in the UK. Mm. And he was a filmmaker. Uh, I don't know who he was. But I know the UK, they do a lot over there in martial arts. Mm. And I think that, you know, that influence from Hong Kong and the stunt work and the fight, you know, techniques they've been doing for a long time. And I'm gathering, they get a lot out of a movie budget there. You Mm. know what I mean? With real action and uh, hard work. Yeah. So I know that's popular over there. Um, yeah. So Asia, well, how have I you started, do you want to talk about that for a bit? I mean, how have you found all of this recently then? And, and why do you why do you think that that is over the last few months it's it's got like that then done? What do you what what are your boy, thoughts? I on don't that? know. I was hoping maybe you could yeah. tell me uh you know, it's like I'm well, since it just started, it's always trickled in. Yeah. And it's kind of I guess it's hard for me to explain this because of my age. We did never watch, there were no DVDs, there weren't any videos, yeah. and we didn't sit around and seek out old movies. Yeah. And I think uh, the light just went off in my head recently to go, man, there's just a lot of people out there 
from 18 to probably 28, you know, a lot of them weren't even born then, yeah. that this is common now. They seek out old movies. They don't just watch what's on. They are more artistic. You know, it's mm. like when I was a kid, I was the only kid that liked Elvis, yeah. Elvis Presley. Yeah. <laughs> no one liked him. Now I know young girls that like him. They think he's a, everything is different now. And obviously people are more open-minded. I don't, I think it's just that that Mark, obviously YouTube, you know, yeah. has really made it a sensation. Well, the guy it, that posted that. It's the internet. And I'll tell you it? how that's, I guess the, with the growth of the internet, it sort of encourages these pocket communities. And whereas say even someone like myself, so I'm into martial arts films, you find these little communities and you find like-minded people. And then these, social networks just grow don't they i guess so then people start talking amongst themselves so then it's a it's a recurring thing isn't it don i guess and yeah well the you know the internet obviously it's instantaneous yeah. you know you and i are sitting here in two different worlds sure. talking <laughs> and yeah. it's kind of probably you know if you had said this 20 years ago no way you oh, know it's mind blowing um, isn't I mean, it there's a lot of things i say now Ten years ago, boy, I don't think I'd have been doing this. Uh, if you'd have said I was going to do this ten years yeah. from now, I'd and it said no. And uh, well, you've but, got a viral. Uh, this is the thing, Don. You see, that's uh, you've got a viral video hit on your hands. I mean, that's the that clip from Undefeated. I mean, I've looked at the. Um, that's eleven point two million views on YouTube currently, and uh, and counting. I mean, that's. I thought it's over twelve. Yeah, well, it's incredible. Did you just have, you must have had a real uh, drive and just a real self-belief, uh, you know, that you were going to, you were going to go out there and make, I mean, to even make that trip in the first place is that's yes, quite a, yeah. it that's just quite a pack step. up and leave and re uproot your life like that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's not something I'd be jumping out to do now. Sure. I'm going to work it right from Vegas right now. Uh, yeah. But, but you were how old when, were you at that time? You were sort of what in your twenties, late twenties, something like that. I think. Yeah. I think I was thirty-six when I moved because a lot of people go, "Well, that's kind of late," and I said, "Well, I don't really care. Yeah. If I don't, if you if, I'm be bothered the rest of my life." But anyways, after that, uh, you know, I ended up. I was training the head of development for New Line Cinema. Sure. Because I went in this club and I became kind of a a hit right away. Yeah. And the owner of the club liked me, so he put this big poster up, and I taught a class called Defensive Fitness because they never had anything like it. Yeah. It was kind of a very cool, posh club right on Robertson, just below New Line Cinema. Sure. And um, so I, I was teaching the class, and, you know, just it was so easy to pick up clients uh, there. You know, the Los Angeles, Beverly Hills was the <laughs> the income bracket was just <laughs> ridiculous because yeah. i, I guess everyone's everyone's working out everyone's got a trainer everyone's you know do, doing that sort of thing and money is not an issue i mean yeah. for somebody to write you a check back in 1990 for training for nine hundred or thousand dollars yeah i literally could not believe how easy it was sure. And I just came from Ohio trying to squeeze 50 bucks a month out of people. Yeah, yeah. And so I walked up to him there and said, 
say, you got to do this. And they go, let me write you a check. And I go, we haven't even, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, let me write you a check. And that so kind of happened. Supplementing, the, this was sort of supplementing the <clears throat> the acting work then, Don, wasn't it? I guess. So you yeah, were working as you the have personal to trainer. Face reality. And, you know, that's an expensive place to live. Yeah. And uh, you have to work. And everybody there wants to. They want the most convenient job. You, you realize once you get there, there's like everybody wants to work in a job that they can go on their auditions and blow their job off. Yeah. And the people that are serious about business, they don't want those kind of people. Yeah. And of course, every waiter and everybody there is, you know, an actor. Exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> and the, but then I realized after a long time. Oh, I didn't know they were actors. Oh, yeah, they just never say anything because they've been here for six years and they haven't yeah. done anything. And, <laughs> but you and were then, working course, though. You had you had a number of early acting roles pretty soon when you got there, didn't you? Work you worked with uh, Don Wilson on something, didn't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. and that sparked from the gym. Yeah. Um, was he training, was training there then or something? Or I was training a woman there, an older woman, and I I think she was a. Uh, um, I think she she was a, in the talent business. Yeah, and she was just super nice, and she knew what I wanted, and somehow she had a connection with Don Wilson. So I I auditioned and I got that small role yeah. fairly quick. Well, you must have got on with Don Wilson because he's the real deal, isn't he? I mean, he's one of oh yeah, many- oh, Don Wilson. He was. I mean, in my opinion, one of the best kickboxers. Yeah. Totally, in my opinion, the the best was uh, Benny Yakitas. Yeah, yeah. If you watch Benny Yakitas, that guy was so talented. Yeah. Tough, strong. So you were doing um, you you met with Godfrey Ho in America, then obviously in Los Angeles. Yeah. Is that I correct? Can tell you how, who, that how did you meet him, and what did you what did you think of him? Well, uh, let me just back up a second yeah. because remember I said uh, I didn't want to wait for my uh, grandmaster to do a movie because I didn't really know when is this going to happen? When is it going to happen? They yeah. had never done one. And I said, I can't wait. I, I'm, I'm burning up. I got to go. Yeah. So I moved to L.A. And then once I said I, I was in that gym and I had a lot of pr- high profile clients, I also had the head of development for Caracol Pictures, sure. you know, who did uh, Rocky, all that. So I had these high. I just picked up all these high and they all paid me. Yeah. And he called me and he said, we're going to do uh, Honor and Glory. Yeah. And we want you to come. You know, I'd ended up being the lead in it and i said oh man i can't come now <laughs> i just i am trained of like people that read you know okay the scripts for the next big budget movie and so they were offering you the lead the lead role in that movie then were they don was that the role well, that went to john what, the, john miller that was what the whole original plan was that they were going to do and you know that if you know how that works there's a formula to make a success like if you do one movie you really don't make it because you're just starting from scratch so you plan to do i think five or six films yeah and then you bring someone who's done several films like cynthia i think did quite a few in asia mm-hmm. so asia's a fifth of the world market in film yeah so if you become popular there then you're saleable yeah. so then she came back here and she started getting now okay let's put john because i couldn't go with Cynthia. Yeah. And then 
then Undefeatable came along. Yeah. And John I saw, Miller, this time I'm just going. quickly on that, how did you know, did you know John Miller then before? Or was he around? Yes, yeah, because John Miller is an excellent martial artist. Yeah. He's like my kung fu brother. What about Cynthia? Do you still keep in touch with uh, her at all? I know she's recently got back into movies, hasn't she? And I know that she's, um, you know, had a kid and everything. And um, is, is that a relationship that you've, you've, you've kept in touch with her at all? Or, or not no, so I never really knew her prior to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what happened was, so I ended up going to Maryland. He says, uh, Godfrey wants to see you, mm. you know, before he, you know, put the seal of approval on. Okay, so I go there, and John goes, Don, he's gone to every tournament in New York hunting down to get somebody. Yeah. And he, but he liked me, and I performed. He liked my eyes and everything. And, Is that what he uh, said? He likes he liked your eyes. Yeah, he says he liked my. After I performed that, he goes. He, he he says my instructor says he like he likes you. He says and he likes the intensity in your eyes. Yeah. And he goes don't get he goes don't get a haircut. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, so, you had big you had big uh, hair in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And, but you know, like that was totally fashionable then. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that it was, was the night. It was the, the early nineties. Early nineties, yeah, yeah, ninety. Well, I, I'm trying to think. I think we filmed it in ninety two. Sure. And uh, but, anyways, he because I had actually planned on getting a cut. Well, I'm going to do a movie. I'm going to get a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't cut your hair. Oh, really? Like, I don't know if I want it this long. But, anyways, uh... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, so Godfrey, it wasn't just a you're in. I had to go there. Totally, I went back to Ohio. Yeah. Because I, you know, I knew I was going to be doing this. I kind of like crapshooted it that I'm going to get this. Hmm. And I kind of left L.A. for a while, went back to Ohio, worked out really hard, and uh, worked out drove knowing to that you were going to get this role. You were working out for the movie then. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. I went back to Ohio, and uh, I basically, they said, well, you know, I was going to get the first one, and that I really wouldn't have even known that Godfrey was traveling all around the East Coast and going to all the tournaments looking for the next karate kid yeah. until John told me. He's, he's been here looking for everybody. He's just, he picks you because he likes you. And yeah. What did you think of uh, him? It was what was literally your, that what, what was your take on him? What did what did, what did you uh, what did you think of him? You know, at that point, 
not much because he didn't say anything yeah. and i his english was relatively broken sure um i got to i got to maryland and i met godfrey and and my seafood at my seafood school and he says just go ahead and do stuff yeah and i did stuff you know just like demonstrated just like whatever i felt like yeah and he just i'm gonna say they exchanged like a few words sure and he turns around and he goes he likes you <laughs> he goes so you know <laughs> You're going to be the one. Yeah. And uh, did you know so what that, you were getting? Like, did you know the Stingray character? Did you know anything about the film at this I'm, stage? Had you I been think I had read the script at that point. Yeah. 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 I did read the script at that point. Yeah. And I was not, you know, I mean, I had read scripts in LA, but usually just parts because yeah. when you would get what's called sides you you didn't get the whole script sure you just got what you were going to read yeah. and so we do the movie and robin shoe came and the first night he came my sifu's nephew and i i just happened to be there i didn't even know who robin was yeah. you know i was not well versed in and we picked him up and he had to stop and get like a coney dog because <laughs> he was dying for one right and Robin and the cameraman and I lived together in a house in Maryland that basically I think uh, Godfrey bought or my instructor and Godfrey bought because yeah. they were planning on doing several films. Sure. And, I, you know, how that goes. <laughs> First day we did the fight scene in the, the, the ring. Yeah. And that was really long. You know, like you go to a big budget movie and you, you probably know this, but they spend weeks yeah, and they've got six cameras from everywhere in the world. Sure. They throw one or two moves, edit, 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 yeah, edit, yeah. and splice it all together and make it look great with great music. Mm. And you don't have that in those low budget films. No, and this no. is something I learned as I went along is, okay, the stuntmen come and those guys are amazing. And we're, well, these were Godfrey. This would have been Godfrey Ho's uh, Hong Kong team, wouldn't it? Yeah, like Robin Shu and all, yeah, all of those guys. And this was something even Robin told me because he said, "Oh, one day I watched the guy that was Cynthia's stuntman, the one on the table, sure. where I kick her and flips backwards yeah. on the floor. You remember that part sure, in the sure. uh, where the uh, I used a sword, yeah." <laughs> Cynthia, he's doing all of it yeah and cynthia in front of me bent over <laughs> yeah because just please don't kick my boobs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but he I, I mean these guys were so amazing and i would think every day god what a way to make a living yeah, yeah. i mean it was very physical for what i did yeah, because I had to learn a lot of that stuff on the spot. Yeah, you know they'd say jump from the ground up on top of this car. I said, you mean like just hop up? And I go, well, let me try it. And I go, geez, I could do a lot of this stuff, but obviously in daily life you don't just stand there from a dead standstill and just hop right up on the hood of a car. Sure. And um, how like did you the find that I, then? Like just actually learning the choreography, Don. What was what was that like? Well, I I liked it. Um, it was a different way. I worked with the stuntmen a little bit on yeah. who I wouldn't kick hard. Yeah. They were showing me how to pull, how they did it for the film to pull my kicks and when to pull them and still make it look like you're hitting. Yeah. 
And I mean, I picked all that stuff up quick. You know, your reaction time. Yeah. You work with your body mm. all your life, and you know your body. Yeah. And your timing is good. So when they throw a punch, I knew how to react really well. I mean, if you watch the big budget fight scenes, it's usually not the guy hitting. It's the guy that's twirling in the air that's making him look good. Sure. Keep an eye out for you, Stingray. Yeah. See ya. What about the actual character itself? Because obviously, you know, it's Stingray's not the nicest of characters in the world, is he, Don? Well, I didn't mind that because that's very easy yeah. for me to do. I mean, I would not have done everything the way I did, but Godfrey pushed a lot of it. Yeah. He pushed it to a point where at one scene, I says, I'm not doing it. Really? And What scene was yeah, that? Well... <laughs> The one where I was chain whipping the girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She was like a uh, PA there. Right. And then, you know, she got thrown in the movie. Uh, at one point, there was somebody in there was going to throw a guy that was killed in. And I said, you can't do that. <laughs> okay. He's already been killed. Well, he's already been killed in the, film. the movie. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, so, the, you know, all the fight stuff was it was great yeah. um it, it is really physical yeah. uh because that 13 hours that first day i mean you just drive you know get there and then boom you're third because you don't know what you're in for sure you know what i'm saying yeah, when yeah. you do this what was the most difficult was not the fight scene but the anna scene because i think that was like the second day of shooting this movie yeah. you know and um, <laughs> you know, Godfrey's okay. Go, go ahead and rape her. Go, go on, just go rape her. You know, and everything was like that. That was and, was you know, that, the, mo that was real... the amount of motivation. That was the kind of yeah, motivation that was the he was giving. Amount you. of motivation. Yeah. And then when I was doing the chain thing with her, yeah, he goes, "Just okay, now rape her." And I go, "I'm not doing that." Yeah, he said, "No, no, you have to." And I mean, it was like, "You have to," and, and I know his position. At that point, I, I literally didn't care. His position was he would feel that I can do this without you. But no, you can't. And I knew that. And he did that with the stuntman that my manager, yeah. he pulled that on him. And I, but he could get away with it yeah. because they, he had overworked the guy. The guy was like days after, wasn't getting paid. And he says, hey, he says, I mean, I got to start getting paid a little more if I'm going to stay here. Yeah. And he says, I don't need you. He says, I'll throw blood on. I'll have him kill you and nobody will ever see you and we'll throw blood on the wall. Right. And that was kind of bad. I mean, I'm I'm a really honest person and I don't believe in screwing people over. No. And uh, But Godfrey I Ho is a, is a director who's quite famous for, you know, he's quite prolific and he'll, you know, slice up his own movies and create new movies out of old footage. I mean, that was the kind of thing he, he did, wasn't it, really? So, yes, well, and Cynthia told me that. Yeah. Um, you know, I would talk to Cynthia if we were sitting there, you know, if we shot scenes the same day, and she said, you know, Godfrey's not allowed to shoot two movies out of this. This is something this guy does. That was known at the time then, that, you know, that the yes. footage oh, you were yeah, doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, matter of fact, because Robin and I lived together. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I was, I really liked Robin. We got to be good friends, went to the gym, you know, and 
he was going to help me in the film industry. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, literally we were together three months and I said, how are they going to shoot this film? And you and I don't do one scene together. Yeah. He says, oh, you know, all them guys you're killing, they're all my cousins and this and that. <laughs> And I'm a detective and you're heading away just as I'm getting there. I go, oh, kind of like the old West. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, yeah. And I says, amazing that that's even saleable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at some point I was really disappointed because I wanted to do stuff with him. Anyways, there was stuff like that. And the thing like, you know, he thought he was going to coerce me into uh, raping that girl. And I just, you know. There's certain things you just do on the fly like that were just so ridiculous. Yeah. And and I knew there was a lot of overacting. Maybe it worked out today, you know, for <laughs> the way it was. Well, there is but, there is that, isn't there, I guess. But I mean at the time, what were you thinking? Were you thinking this was uh, well, I you know, felt this was it. A- no, I felt it, but here's the big problem. And and of course, okay, when you go on a uh, a set with people that actually communicate right. and they're not just trying, they know, you, you know, they're not just selling it to Asia to a certain market because that's what he did. Yeah. You know, his formula was a certain way and it didn't have to have a lot of great things. It just had to have the ingredients he wanted. Sure. So he didn't look at it from a um, Cameron, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, so, so you don't get any real direction. Yeah, I don't even think I hardly ever saw myself. Sure, just, you mean like on the you know, rushes and that I sort know. of thing? I mean, I could, you know, I learned really fast, and I would just say if I would have had a director with a little direction and not steering me into stuff that I didn't even want to do, yeah, it could have because I could still be very intense, and and I know I have a certain intensity yeah. with my eyes, yeah. And it doesn't just come from I have blue eyes. Yeah. It comes from a lot of dealing with bad people. Right. Okay. And, and that's where that comes, that look comes from. Yeah. And why it comes naturally and believable. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was like the second day of a movie. I did 13 hours the day before in the boxing ring. Come in the next day. Okay, rape this girl. Because there isn't much prep work in that. They have... A budget of whatever it is, maybe it's fifteen, twenty thousand a day. I don't know, but if you don't do something right, you don't get to do it again because they've only got X amount of money. Sure, yeah, and that's why we didn't spend like literally. I was surprised how much choreography we had to do in like a matter of minutes. Yeah, we'd run through ten, twelve movements, man on man, whatever. Okay, just do it one more time, and then we got to do it full speed and not screw up. Yeah, and and I learned quick, but you know you're kind of under the gun, and it's different because you're doing it for the camera. So when you look back at that time, then Don, I mean, do you look back at those Los Angeles years favorably? I mean, you know, it was a big part of your life there, and obviously now we're, it's very we're much talking a big about part it. Of so my life. What, um, what are your thoughts on it? Just looking. Yeah, back? no, I do. Of course. You know, you have your ups and downs with that. Yeah. Um, you never, ever lose the bug yeah. to want to do that. You have to, at some point, make a decision if you're going to live on the street or, you know. I was at a point where I go, okay, I think I was around 40, 
45 or what I, I th thought to myself when I hit 44, if it doesn't happen, I'm leaving. Right. I don't know how many years went by a few more. And finally I said, I can't, I just can't do this anymore. I don't want to be one of these guys dreaming. I don't want to like kid myself. Yeah. So I had about a year of depression after I went back there and I'll be honest with you. A lot of stuff I film was hard for me because I put so much energy. Yeah. I didn't watch a lot of film after that yeah. because they like bugged me. Oh man, I could have done this. I could have done that. And, and I had a lot of friends there and some of them are still in it. And you know, yeah. they've gone through some torturous hell. Yeah. Waiting, waiting, Are you still, waiting. You're for, still in touch with people from that period of your life then? Yeah, a few. Yeah. Um, some I don't talk to. And, you know, that's another thing. Like I told you, Robin Shue said, you got a lot of talent, you know. Yeah. And the stuntmen used to, when we'd do scenes, if they'd kick me or something, they'd grab the bottom of their foot like it hurt. You know, because I am was a little bigger than what they were used right. to over in Hong Kong. And uh, Robin says, you know, you got a lot of talent. He says, I can get you work in Hong Kong. He said, you won't make a lot, but you'll build your name up. And I said, oh, okay, you know, I don't care. Yeah. Never heard from him. The yeah. worst, worst part that really bothered me was I must have gone down to Mortal Kombat 100 times. Yeah. Uh, Robin's not in. Robin's not in. Then the second one. Okay, I'm thinking I got to get in on the second one, right? Yeah. I went down to the place where they were casting probably a, a half a dozen times. And he was never there. And uh, whoever was there said, well, Robin's actually casting the fighters and never heard from him. I mean, literally, like writing down my phone number, the uh, uh, demo videos, and I never heard from him. And it really pissed me off. Yeah. And I had already dealt with that bullshit in L.A. from people I didn't know. Yeah. Now I spent three months with a guy and, and showing him a lot about working out. <laughs> It was just like, you know, I liked him, you know, kind of like lived and breathed together. And when, you know, he had showed me a lot of his films, he showed me a movie where he, he had broke his leg yeah. in the early part of the movie. And he had to do the whole film and the fight scenes with a broken leg. Yeah. <laughs> and because uh, he said over there, he said, if you don't do your own stunts, you never make it because people don't respect you. Yeah. They yeah. literally look for that. And he said, I was... They asked me, this was a 15-foot roof. Can you jump off? And he goes, yeah. I says, I figured I've jumped off a 14. I could jump off 15. He jumped off, and it was like the first week of shooting, and he broke his leg. So all the fight scenes he was showing me, they were real close, and he didn't move. He had one leg propped up with his knee on a chair, and all you'd see is arms yeah. moving. You know, They ended up fighting the, <laughs> shooting the whole movie. I don't think you could get away with that in the u.s you know <laughs> they're a little bit too educated well, yeah yeah here. you must in a in a way be sort of slightly proud i guess of that movie in the sense of like how it has you know over the time it yeah, has got absolutely. a bit of a following and a uh, gathering i know i mean it may not be the the best movie in the world but you must be pretty pleased that you you did actually go well out the there reason and you did it. i don't care about here's the thing if <laughs> If 5 million people were saying, oh, my God, that guy's horrible, I'd be in heaven. Yeah. Because if there's 5 million people actually talking about me, yeah. you know how the uh, market is in anything, you're saleable. Yeah. So if somebody explained to me, go ahead and be a bad guy, 
and you'd be a good bad guy because if you can be a good bad guy, you can turn it right around and eventually be a good good guy. The way I first found out about the, the video on YouTube was when I was, this is years ago, and building my first sites, I would check my web stats. Yeah. And this was before anybody knew about Facebook. Yeah. And I created an account on Facebook, and there's pictures of me. And, and, you know, I could see it was a college thing, and they're talking about this guy. And, you know, like these are like younger girls and stuff. And it wasn't like knocking stuff. And uh, I'm going, I'll be damned. These people have watched this movie. Well, you, and, that was um, what your reaction was. You were, just, I re- you were just surprised that people had found this movie and were watching it then. Well, and then, you know, like they're putting me on their – I, I I don't even think it was called social media then, no. but I had all these links from all kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's how I found out about the fight scene. And the first time I found out about it, it had like over a million hits. And I go, shit, <laughs> this thing's got over a million hits. I mean, I couldn't stand watching it, but I'm going, Is that right? Can you, when not, I watch why, why can't stuff, you stand, why can't you stand watching it done? Well, I can to a certain degree now back then, I would literally sweat. The best time I ever had watching it was at the film festival. Yeah. These people, I could see how somebody like Arnold would probably go out of his mind if he hears another imitation of him. But some of these people, every time I would post something, they just put Anna and this. And and one guy, (laughs) I felt bad because they'd message me and I'd look at these messages and I go, oh my God, don't bother me. In the last three years, I've been stressed and I just never took it seriously until I came to grips with, there's just a lot of people out there that like these movies. Yeah, and yeah. They I think like you've got to take it in, do you take it in good faith? It's it's all meant in the nicest uh, possible oh, well, way, Don, isn't it? Yeah, no, I do. It's just that um, when you're stressed and, you're t- and they command answers yeah. or... You know, people message you on Facebook in another world, and they want an answer right now. Yeah. What would happen is I post something about Stingray, and everybody goes crazy. And I go, you know, maybe I should just start following this a little farther. Yeah. So, so Yeah, just, I, just I, embracing it. Because, I mean, obviously, there's millions yes. of people out there who are aware of this. And, it, it, you know, this could be, yeah, it could be a thing. Well, when I saw those, like, a half a dozen messages from um what is it slovakia yeah romania england but this is the thing because you know the people yourself john miller cynthia rothrock these are people who have come from martial arts backgrounds they're not um these are you know you're not not guys that that fake (laughs) it for the camera do you know do you know what i mean sure yeah Absolutely. And the thing was, when I first went out to see, it was so difficult. One thing I've never felt is like to copy anybody. And there were so many Arnold guys showing up from Austria and they all looked alike. And I'm thinking, you guys are uprooting your life to try and imitate somebody. You'll never be successful unless you create your own image. And I learned really quick. I mean, I felt... Coming from a small town, I, 
I always pretty much had my way, yeah. you know, women and everything. Yeah. But when you go to L.A., you go, okay, I'm not going to get it on looks out here right. because everybody's a goddamn priest. So forget that. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got to create something. I mean, I have like a really diverse background. Um, I ran strip clubs. I did movies. Uh, I was a bodyguard for the Saudi royal family in L.A. for like 30 days. Yeah, I read that. You've had you, yeah. you've had quite a few different uh, you know different occupations <laughs> a lot along the way done. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's kind of nice to talk about. I mean, like that's why the stuff with that movie. Mm. I I'm happy. I don't care good or bad. Yeah. And I, I've actually put that in a comment. I think I put it in a couple years ago. Yeah. And people would say, "What do you think about that?" And I'd say, "You know, it really doesn't matter. because yeah. good or bad." There's a video out there with like 11 million hits. Yeah. So anybody, I don't know anybody else has got 11 yeah. million hits. <laughs> that that is people don't kind of understand. Usually, there's a life of. <laughs> I'll put it to you the way my friend from England did. Yeah. His his cousin is a plastic surgeon, big plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills. We all used to hang out together. First time he watched me do a Kung Fu demonstration. Later, he saw the guy that did the Kung Fu demonstration in, in the Bruce Lee movie. And that system is similar. Yeah. Um, you know, and he goes, man, he goes, that guy's kind of looks like yours, except yours is way stronger. Well, he told his cousin, he says, man, you got to see Don do Kung Fu. He says, this stuff is like nothing you've ever seen. And he's really powerful. And he goes, you know, if he's that good, he must have a lot of anger. <laughs> and, you know, usually an athlete that trains really, really hard. I've always tell people, you almost have to be fanatical yeah. to, to really excel yeah. at something. I don't care what it is, even what you're doing. Yeah. If you, you want to be a huge critic, yeah. you have to live and breathe and do stuff that you don't want to do yeah. or and you don't care. You know, yeah. I dated a girl here. First time we went out, she was young, beautiful, Colombian. She goes, Don, did you do a movie? <laughs> and I said, yeah. She goes, oh, my God. If I knew you then, we'd be married. She right. says, I used to watch your movie when I was 13. No way. And that's what I kind of knew. And another girl I knew here from the Philippines said, oh, yeah, my brother knows exactly who you are. Yeah. They've, everybody's watched your movie in the Philippines. Wow, wow. And she says, I like the part where you raped your wife. <laughs> and... Um, I walk into the, this is about four years ago. I go into Best Buy by where I live. I think the guy had seen me and I walk in. Here's a young guy. This is when I first, first started to realize face to face how young the market is. Yeah. And he comes up and he goes, excuse me. He goes, did you play Stingray in the movie? I'm looking at him like, are you shitting me? <laughs> and he, I said, yeah. I, boy, you're pretty observant. He goes, well, you still kind of look the same. Sure. That was really the first time I thought, man, it, there's people still out there, yeah. like normal people sure. watching this yeah, thing yeah, here yeah. in the U.S. It's got a following. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I have to find out. I really have to do my diligence. Yeah. And, and it's, I'm actually very excited about this yeah. because I want to reinvent. Obviously, people keep going, are you going to do a sequel? I said, I don't own the rights to it. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to promote me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what I want to promote. I want to take all that pain and suffering yeah. from that thing <laughs> that I didn't get. 
yeah. and, and capitalize on it yeah. because apparently there's a lot of people that are buying it and they're paying. Sure. I got to figure out how to parlay this, come out and look and physically sure. put myself in a position and condition that uh, would awe people because you pretty much have to, like I said, yeah. in that industry. And then I've got to use social media Absolutely. like I am. And, yeah, yeah. And, and use that and probably do more of what I'm doing with you yeah. and, and see where I Just can find somebody goes. like, what was that thing you called it? The uh, con something? Uh, oh, the comic cons. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they yeah. do them all over the world. And I mean, you know, you, you, you get to meet the stars from these movies. You can do signings, they'll do screenings, you know, all that sort of stuff. Don. It's all, you know, und- Undefeatable is a perfect movie for those things. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think when I started realizing this, if I sit in the background and don't pay attention, you can kind of just get drifted away. Sure. But the other thing that came about once, somebody sent me Furious 7 fight scene with uh, Jason Statham before yeah. it was really out. Yeah, yeah. Because I tried to post it, and Facebook took it right down. And the guy was from Mexico. Yeah. He goes, here you go. They stole your fight scene. <laughs> and as soon as I watched it, I, you know, because all this stuff now, Jason Statham stuff, it all is Hong Kong, you know, yeah. uh, flair. And there were certain things in there that I've never looked at a fight scene and said, that does look like it's got similarities to me. Yeah. And just from living in that town... Like I'd be walking through Gold's, and this big uh, black guy trainer comes up to me. He goes, man, you can't miss those eyes. He says, I just watched your movie last night. He says, I get paid 40 bucks to watch every movie. Wow. And that industry, when I trained this girl, used to be the, uh, she was the uh, personal assistant for Andy Vanya, the guy that did uh, Rocky Rambo, uh, Medicine Man. She said, Al Pacino was discovered because she was his assistant in New York walking across a stage in a theater. And somebody said, I really like that guy. <laughs> and next thing you know, he's on his way. But they see everybody in that industry. And even if it's bad, look at um, uh, Kill Bill. Yeah. And the this is where this friend of mine who was a wrestler goes, well, they poked all the eyes out in that thing, too. Yeah. And I said, you know, you're right. <laughs> Everything comes from somewhere. Sure, I mean, sure. I'm sure Godfrey stole his share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I bet Tarantino's seen it. I'm sure he's seen uh, Undefeatable. Tarantino, I've always said, I just need to meet him. Yeah. Because he likes that kind of sure, stuff. Sure, sure. I mean, he would like play on that. Absolutely. And go, <laughs> that's that guy's got like 12 million hits, but nobody knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. We all thought he was dead. <laughs> so anyways, that's what I got to do. And yeah. I was glad that you contacted me. And I thought maybe this is a little bit of a beginning. Yeah. But it was good talking yeah, to you. And you, and, Don, uh, listen, you take care. And thanks for uh, chatting to me today. You have, a, you have a good day. All right, you too, buddy. Thanks, Don. I'll talk to you later. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, 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 there we go. Don Nime, what a great guy. That was a fascinating talk. Really enjoyed talking to him. Remember, keep in touch with Don online. He is on Twitter, at UndefeatableDon. And visit his website, donnime.com. 
He is currently in the Las Vegas area. He is a personal trainer and he's looking to start up some Kung Fu classes as well. So if you're living in that area, get in touch with Don. What a great guy. It was really great to sit and talk to him and uh, we'll keep you posted on his latest activities. Remember, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We have an email address, hello at kungfumovieguide.com. If you like this podcast, remember to like and subscribe and just recommend it to a friend. Pass on the good word of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Thank you very much indeed for downloading and thank you for listening. We are back again in two weeks' time with another podcast. Between now and then, you take care of yourself and I will see you next time on the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.